Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, March the 28th, 2022. It is currently 4 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Well, it was the slap heard around the world. You probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you've probably either been asleep or your internet connection has been down, or maybe you were off visiting another planet, but it was the slap heard around the world. And after the slap took place, the internet had meltdown and everyone's been talking about it since then. I mean, the slap happened and... Uh, the, the slap occurred, and the next thing you know, one article after another 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 article. It just, it, it's been absolutely crazy. Every radio show is talking about it. Everyone is talking about the slap heard around the world. And I feel that we need to discuss it as well. Let, let me just give you a quick reminder, or maybe, maybe for some reason you just completely have no idea what's going on. I'm reading from an article that was published at 11.07 a.m. this morning. Here we go. It was the slap heard around the world. TV audiences were shocked when Will Smith slapped presenter Chris Rock across the face at the Academy Awards on Sunday night after the comedian made a joke about Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. That's what everyone's been talking about. If you saw it, it was crazy. Chris Rock makes this joke. The joke is referring to the fact that Will Smith's wife basically has no hair because, and it's because of a medical condition. And at first, Will Smith kind of, kind of laughed, right? I like, okay, you know, I'm just going to go along with the joke. Obviously, Will Smith's wife wasn't laughing. She wasn't happy. Next thing you know, Will Smith gets up out of his chair, walks up on stage, walks directly towards Chris Rock and boom. Slaps him across the face. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. My first reaction to all of this is like, what in the world is going on? Clearly, it was staged. This is all part of the uh, part of the program. It's going to be like a joke. Ha ha ha, fooled all of you. That, that was really my first reaction. Then my reaction was, well, wow. Uh, so Will Smith just slaps the guy, goes back and sits down. And about 25, 30 minutes later, he's on stage because he wins an award. Uh, wait, wait, what, what, what's, what's going on? He, he wins an Oscar and he just gets to go back on stage. If I, if I was there and hopped on stage and slapped someone, I wouldn't, I'd be immediately arrested. So then I'm like, well, that, that, that's kind of crazy. So I, it was more like trying to figure out, was it real? Was it not real? Well, wait a minute. Is that even fair? Because a normal person would be arrested. And I just kind of started looking at it from all, uh, from that perspective. I started reading the articles, watching the video of the incident. And, and really, I was, I was trying to be, I was focused on other things, but I was keeping up with everyone's opinion. Then I just started, you know, seeing article after article after article after article today when I woke up and everyone had an opinion, right? You know, this is outrageous. This was wrong. This was a horrible example. This demonstrates how messed up people in Hollywood are. This is why the, nobody watches the Oscars anymore. 
This shows, you know, how Hollywood elites may say one thing about, you know, peace and, and the next thing they, they act like spoiled children and this shows their privilege and it's just everyone had an opinion and then all of a sudden it stopped and it hit me. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, it's always easy to see someone's behavior and point the finger at them and go, I can't believe he did that and I can't believe he said that and I can't believe and why can't Chris Rock you know, you know, tell different kinds of jokes? Well, wait a minute, why can't Will Smith and his family take a joke? And, and I, I, we can point fingers and judge and condemn. And then I stopped and said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I do a podcast called Theology Central. So let's just lay aside everyone's feelings about Hollywood and people who may have extra privilege than you because of their fame and their position and their money. Let's just set set that all aside. Let, let's not go there because that's what the world's talking about today. Every talk show today is talking about it. Every podcast today is talking about it. Let's not go there. Let's stop and look at it more from a biblical theological perspective and what we could, and, and maybe what we can see and ourselves from what happened last night at the 2022 Oscars. What, what happened? What, when we see Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, what can we see in and of ourselves? That's really what I want to do. I want to take that, that kind of a unique take. I know, I know it's probably more fun to, to condemn them. But again, every time we are condemning someone, there's usually some way, shape, or form we're actually condemning ourselves as well. So here's the question I have for you. How do you respond at someone's verbal joking, trolling, provoking, hurting? How do you respond when someone is joking or saying words to you or about someone you care about that are that is painful, hurtful, disrespectful. How do you respond? I mean honestly, how do you respond? Now you may respond one way outwardly, but how do you respond inwardly? What is your response to verbal attacks, to verbal jokes that you do not like? How do you respond to verbal provoking? How do you respond? And and you probably don't have to think very long, especially if you're married or if you have kids. I mean, do you find yourself in arguments and fighting back? Do you? Do you find yourself responding that if they say something in a smart aleck way, you respond at the same level? If your if your kids talk back, then you respond with a sarcastic, condescending remark that cuts, that hurts. I mean, it's one thing to point at people in Hollywood and go, what's their problem? And then, but then we walk by a mirror and we may want to go, well, what's our problem? How do you respond? How do I respond? Again, I don't expect the people in the world to even, I mean, what, what's the morality governing their actions? But we have a morality that we believe is found in God's word that's supposed to govern our reaction to these kinds of things. And immediately after I got a, 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 you know, pushed aside my immediate response and started thinking about this and saying, okay, theology central, what would be a theological perspective? I found myself, you know where I'm going. I went to Matthew chapter five. I went to Matthew chapter five in two sections that I think are very important here. 
Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount. Now, I think in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is presenting a standard of righteousness and morality that condemns all of us, and that the only one who's ever kept the Sermon on the Mount is Jesus Christ. And in Christ, I keep the Sermon on the Mount and obey the Sermon on the Mount in my position, but not in my practice. And my practice, it constantly condemns me, but it is a morality we should attempt to strive for and always push, pushing towards this kind of, 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 of action, all right? So here we go. Matthew chapter 5, you know this, all right? For I say unto you, first of all, Jesus says this, Matthew 5, 20, for I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees, you shall no, in no case enter into the kingdom of God. You need a righteousness that goes beyond the scribes and the Pharisees. You need a righteousness that is perfect to enter into heaven. And some people think, well, that means you've got to keep a Sermon on the Mount. No, the Sermon on the Mount is going to show you you do not have that righteousness in and of yourself, so therefore you are condemned. But Christ will give you the righteousness that keeps the Sermon on the Mount because not only did he preach it, he obeyed it. All right, but all right, let's continue. Verse 21, you have heard, you have heard that it was said by them of old time, thou shall not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. Now, we all know that. Don't kill anyone. And we can all say, okay, I've never killed anyone. I've never killed anyone. But Jesus doesn't leave it at just a verbal, just at a physical killing. Look what he goes. Look what he does with this. Matthew 5, verse 22. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. And whoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. See, it, it goes beyond just not killing someone. It's your words. It's your attitude. It's, it's all of that that also is looked at from a biblical perspective. Do you ever consider that in a, in a roundabout way, you have killed people either verbally or with your feelings, emotions, and attitudes? He go, Jesus goes on to say in verse 25 that if you have something against your brother, that, that, if, you, that if you bring something to the altar and you remember that you have, your brother has ought against you, likewise, leave your gift before the altar, go your way first, be reconciled to your brother, then and come and bring your gift. Uh, agree with your adversary quickly while there art in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge and the judge deliver thee to the officer and thou be cast into prison. In other words, the point here is, is do not do that which would continue to provoke. Try to find a way to reconcile, find a way to find peace in the situation, right? Then he goes on to say, if we skip down here, if we skip down here, we can go all the way down to verse 38. Matthew 5, 38. You have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil. But whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law, take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Right? The idea is here is that we, 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 don't, we don't retaliate. We don't fight back in that sense. I, I, it's almost, a, it's a very 
passive approach that Jesus presents. And listen, Christians don't like this. Christians always find a way, well, it doesn't really apply here. It doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply here. They, all, they, they start coming in with all kinds of ways where it doesn't apply. Well, if someone hits me on the, on, on the cheek, I'm not going to turn and offer them the also. Uh, uh, I'm not going to turn and offer them the other also unless it's, and then they'll come up with 900 different ways that it only applies in this situation or this situation. Jesus seems to just make a pretty blanket statement. We don't retaliate. We don't, in a sense, fight back. Now, this is true when someone says to to us something that is offensive, something that hurts us, we don't retaliate. This also seems to go to the idea that if you're the one getting smacked in the face, even if it's for no reason, that we don't turn around and retaliate and fight back. The Bible talks about a soft answer turns away wrath. Jesus even talks here in Matthew 5, I already read it, about agreeing with your adversary quickly before the situation escalates. It's about de-escalation. It's not about retaliation. It's about showing love. Jesus goes on to say, love your enemy. Love those who would persecute you. Love those who would use you. The Christian response is one of love, one of forgiveness, one of mercy, and one of a non-retaliation type of, of stance. Now, that now I want to make it very clear. That goes against everything inside of me. That goes against everything inside of me. Every, my flesh says, oh, you said what about who? Let's go. Let, right now. Let, let's fight. Let, let's, let's forget, forget a verbal battle. Let's just make it physical. My, my thing is to, I, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to, I'm, no, I'm, this is, goes against everything that I am. But it's right here in scripture. And I just find it interesting that in many cases, what is happening, people are talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock and Hollywood and, 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 and just really attacking them and condemning them instead of stopping and looking at ourselves. I've seen this so many times. You know, an article coming out about maybe the Biden administration will do something Christians don't like, and it's just attack, verbal attack, calling them names, calling them names. And we rarely respond in a loving, compassionate non-retaliation type of, of, of perspective. It's always, oh, you're going to say something as a smart aleck? I'll say something. Just look at Christians fight one another on social media. It's like someone says something rude, they say something rude. They say something rude, they say something rude. They say something rude, they say something rude. It's attack, 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 attack. None of that is biblical. We've become so, we've become so, so influenced by the world that we act like the world and many of the same and the very same situations that, in other words, we're we placed in the same situations the world is placed in and we react the exact same way they react. So I want you to just think about this today. Right? I, just, I just wanted to turn on the microphone just to at least throw out a different perspective because I'm hearing everyone else have their opinion and everyone's got an opinion on, again, Will Smith, Hollywood and everything else, the Oscars, everything else. But I wanted to look at ourselves I mean, just think about, I mean, you've, you've probably been in lots of, you've, you've probably used lots of words over the last probably seven days. Some of those words may have been with your kids, with your spouse, with a parent, with who knows, a relative. Did, did you find yourself in a verbal back and forth? Did you find yourself not appreciating how they talked to you? So you responded in kind. 
did, did you find yourself almost not returning? A, you, you, you didn't return with a soft answer. No, no, no. You returned with a harsh answer, a condescending one, sarcasm. I think this is an opportunity for us to all look at ourselves. Now, Chris Rock got slapped. He, he did not retaliate. He did not, he did not go back at, at him. So on one hand, you could say, well, I guess that, that's, that's, a, that's a good example. Now, there may have been lots of reasons he didn't. He may have been just in shock that it even happened, was trying to even figure out what was going on. But th- that Will Smith obviously was very upset because someone said something, you could say, very demeaning and rude and a joke about his wife and you know, making basically a reference that she doesn't have any hair. Okay, And obviously, she has a health issue that would let, lead to that. But at the same time, you're like, well, wait a minute, you're at the Oscars and these people are here making jokes and, and you kind of have to be prepared for it, that they're going to be rude and kind of kind of roast everyone. But so, yeah, I mean, you could sit here and judge them all day. So did, was he too sensitive? Did, was, you know, wh- why did he do? We, we could go all day. But I just think the whole thing serves as a lesson for all of us. So how do you respond when someone says something unpleasant to you verbally? That's the first question. How do you respond when someone says something negative, painful, hurtful? It just irritates you. How do you respond? Do you respond in a kind, soft answer, love, forgiveness? You don't retaliate in any way, shape, or form? And then how do you respond if someone was to physically strike you, what would you do? Now, I always hear, this is typically what people say, well, when Jesus is not talking about someone actually striking you physically, what he is talking about if someone uh, attacks you verbally, if someone makes an insult, don't return that insult with an insult. Now, it's interesting. I don't know exactly... It's, it's just interesting that someone could come to that conclusion because Matthew 5, 38, you've heard that it's been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Are you saying in Exodus uh, 21, where that's a reference to, that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth only, ref- only referred to verbal insults? That eye for an eye and a tooth for a to- tooth had nothing to do with physical anything? It was just verbal insults? Most everyone would agree that Exodus 21 is referring to a physical punishment, a, re- a physical retaliation. If someone, you, if someone takes an eye, they lose an eye. Someone... That kind of a, a, a justice being done. So from that, then he says, but I say unto you that resist not evil. Whoever will smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. People will say, well, no, 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 that's not, that's not physical. If someone actually physically strikes you, then you can physically strike them back because self-defense is allowed. And they'll go into a whole discussion. I'm just saying the context here is referring to a physical way of retaliation it immediately goes into someone striking you and we immediately want to reduce that. No, only if someone verbally goes after us. Well, let's just leave it in the verbal camp. If you're in that in that interpretation camp of, well, this only refers to a verbal insult. Well, let's just leave it there. How frequently do we fail just in that area? Just in that area. I mean, husbands and wives wouldn't fight. Uh, parents would not be find themselves in verbal uh, arguments with their children because you would not you would not respond in the same way. You would respond in a soft way, kind way, forgiving way, godly way, patience, love, mercy. 
but we don't respond that way. So even if we just leave it in the verbal area, the verbal interpretation, we, we would still be guilty. And then if you move it to any kind of physical altercation, we definitely, I, I almost all of us would strike back in some way, shape, or form. Or we at least want to. Even if we didn't strike back physically, internally, we would have uh, we have struck them down 15 different ways. We would have already killed them with our attitudes, our feelings, and our desires. I, I just think that this is a situation where we can stop and look at ourselves. I think it's a situation where we can stop and look at ourselves. Now, we're, everyone's going to be pointing the finger at them, but just take some time to just ask yourself, how well do you, would you handle a similar situation? And, and I'm not saying a similar situation, not one that we're sitting in a, an awards banquet in Hollywood. Right? You're not sitting at the Oscars. I'm just saying in your normal everyday life where you find yourself with some kind of issue with someone, right? Someone can speak to you rude in the drive through and how do you respond? Someone can speak to you rude at a convenience store. How do you respond? I mean, constantly people back and forth, go back and forth. And these verbal, I'll call them verbal slaps, boom, back and forth. Even before we get to the physical. James, the book of James talks a lot about controlling the tongue. And we have a hard time doing that. I just think this is an opportunity for once again for us to examine ourselves and realize where we fall short before we start pointing out everyone else's shortcomings and everyone else's failures. You can tell me what you think. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com. I just wanted to throw this out there. Um, I see there are a couple of comments. Someone liked the title. Uh, okay. And someone was wondering if I was going to talk about this. Well, I, I, it wasn't my, it wasn't my desire. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to wake up today and I want to talk about the slap heard around the world, but it's just the more I kept reading, I kept thinking everyone's really taking the same approach and just condemning Hollywood and the liberal elites and and these rich people who can do whatever they want and they get away with it and and you know what kind of horrible example they are and and you know um yeah this this one uh, article here that the incident is troubling and it, it reflects poorly on them and it's just it's all it, it's about everyone's referring to them 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 and I'm like well maybe we should look at us 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 and, and, and yeah, I, there's more I could say. There's more I could say, but I just at least want you to, I just want you to just stop and think differently. I, I guess another question, I, I'll, just, I'll just throw it out there. Why is it that we're so sensitive to a verbal, like, why do we always feel like it's almost just, it's just reflect, it's almost just in our nature. It's just like, it's just, we, we immediately, it's almost like a, a reflex, right? If, if you go to the doctor and they take the little hammer to check your reflexes and they boom, hit your knee, boom, your leg goes up, right? Your legs go. It's just, as soon as someone says something we don't like, boom, it's like our knee, our, our leg comes up and kicks them. Boom. It's just, it's a reflex. Boom. It's a reflex. Boom. Reflex. Oh, oh you said what to me? Well, boom, boom, boom. I'll come right back. Now, Will Smith didn't come back verbally. He came back physically. Yes, but I'm just trying to use it as an illustration. What, what is it about anything, any words we don't like? 
Well, someone says because we're broken. Yeah, definitely we're broken. It's because of our depravity. But I, I think I think I, I'm trying to go a little. I'm trying to go beyond that. There's no question that is 100 true. Someone in chat said because we're broken. I think that it's it's something about our 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 ego. It, it's it it goes to our our pride. It, it just immediately like we just feel like no one should ever say anything contrary to my feelings, my emotions, my thinking. And as soon as it happens, we take it so it's like a it's like a personal affront to like like we 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 deserve something so much better. It, it comes to our pride and our ego. And I just I just from a biblical perspective, because we're supposed to be constantly striving to die to self, deny self and not follow self. If we are if we're literally in that state of self-denial and dying to self, then I don't know if these words should have the same if they should make us react in the same way. I, I think that like as we're growing spiritually, I think I think the more we grow spiritually, the, we should be slower in how we respond to words that that attack us or hurt us. I'm not saying that we still mo- we, we, I'm not saying that we still won't respond in a wrong way, but it should take it it should take it take more. It should take us longer. In other words, there should, we should be growing in a way that you know what? Okay, all right. I'm not going to respond to that. I'm not going. I'm not going to say anything negative. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to respond in kind. That we should grow in our and our ability to handle it because we're dying to self. We're denying self. If I deny myself, one of the ways I would deny myself, is, yeah, being slow to anger. That's yeah. That's a good a good way. We'd be slow to anger, right? Because because it it I, I it, who am I? If it's in a personal affront against me, who am I? I'm I've died to self. I think I think the the quicker you are and responding to a verbal insult or even or anything, anything that comes after you, anything that's against you, the quicker you are to respond is probably a greater sign that you have that you haven't it, it demonstrates the level you have denied yourself and died to self the quicker you respond the you, the less you have died to self and denied self the slower you are now there's one thing of just pushing it down and you're denying it but i'm saying if you can just get to a point where it really just kind of just rolls off your back it just kind of like all right one out in one ear right out the other okay whatever okay and i have to i uh, i i'm constantly challenged with that when I get an email where people will attack me or say some pretty messed up things, I'm like, okay, do I, do I go in here and fight? And sometimes I want to go in and fight. Or someone emails me and wants to start arguing with me about doctrine and theology. Sometimes you just have to go, you know what? I'm, just, I'm not going to argue anymore. It, this is not going anywhere. I'm not, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm just going to go ahead and have and, – and I don't need the last word. Do you need the last word? <laughs> do you? I know I sometimes when you get in a fight, an argument with someone, you feel like you have to have the last word. Sometimes when you get into theological disputes, theological arguments with someone, you can tell when someone, they feel like they have to have the last word. And sometimes you just have to just stop and just say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to say another word. I'm not going to say another word. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, you have the last word. It's perfectly okay. It's perfectly okay. You may walk away feeling like they may walk away feeling like they're they're the the victor. And you may not, you may think that they did not win, but who cares if they think they won? Who cares? Because it's not about me. Now, some will, some, I will just go ahead and say this. Some will say, well, Will Smith was taking up for his wife. 
And many would say, well, that's a noble thing that he did. Well, from a biblical perspective, is that the way you should take up for your wife? It's one thing afterwards to go to Chris Rock and go, hey, that was pretty much uncalled for, and that was messed up. Like, like you could have done it that way. But see, again, that's putting the emphasis on him, but I'm, I'm, I'm putting the emphasis on him to, to make it come back to, to me. What would I have done in a similar situation? I can't say that I would have handled it any different. Just like uh, last night at church, we were talking about Peter and Judas. I can't say that I would handle it any better than they did. I can't say because I, I, am, uh, I am broken, as someone said very well in the comments. But I don't know. You can give me your take on the whole story. I just ask that whatever your take is, please consider it from a more biblical theological perspective. And I think Matthew 5 just is perfect. The, the, what Jesus says on the Sermon on the Mount is so perfect to this entire story. And it just makes it ring very, it hits me close to home knowing that, you know, slapping someone. May not do it physically, but I mean, I, I sure can do it verbally. I can, whew, I can, I can just start being condescending, ripping people into shreds, sarcasm, just, ugh, I, it's, it can be bad. It can be bad. I can just verbally start tearing people into shreds. If, if, if I don't hold myself back, it, it's just, it's just don't, even when I'm getting into a, an argument or a, or a theological argument, I have to be careful because it's just, it just, right. It's just kind of a condescending, dismissive, sarcastic, sarcastic approach. It's, it's just like my second nature, just dismiss, like, almost like you're dumb. I, you don't know any what you're talking about and just can be condescending and a jerk. And I, I have to catch myself uh, from doing that. So there you go. The whole world's talking about it. Now we've looked at it from a biblical perspective. I'd love to get your thoughts. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll, we'll see what else we want to do today. I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on this, but at least I, I felt like I had to talk about it. I mean, the whole world's talking about it, and I've not felt like anyone's given it more of a biblical approach. So I thought I would at least throw the thoughts out there and see if it generates Maybe it'll generate conversation that will go in a different direction from the way all the other conversations are going. And if I, if I accomplish that, then I've accomplished something this afternoon. All right. Thanks for listening. God bless.